0: On the show this month, the kids are not alright. In fact, they're evil little shits. You're listening to the Devil Times 5 horror podcast. Hi, I'm Cliff, and I believe the children are our future. Actually, I don't think I do. I'm not a fan. But I've picked Killer Kid Movies as the theme for this, our 20th episode of Devil Times Five. Joining me, of course, are my fellow Little Devils, Bryony, Phil, Emily and CJ. Hello. 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 Oh, yeah. So it's been a really busy month for most of us, which is why we are just managing to squeeze this one into the end of August. Uh, Bryony, for example, you went to Japan.
1: I did. I went to Japan. It was um, Japanese.
0: And the, your photos from Cambiare were amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was my highlight, actually. Cambiare was fucking awesome. Cambiare is basically this teeny tiny bar, which is about the size of a bathroom. Um, and it's in Golden Guy, which is just loads of lanes of teeny tiny bars. And you go in and you usually pay a cover fee. But the whole bar is decorated to look like the film's Suspiria. Um, which is great. So it has the wallpaper from the first flatmates flat. It's got like these pillars against the bar. It's got the stained glass window that I pretended to fall through. It was was fun.
0: (laughs) Also Fright Fest has just taken place in London. Um, I was there for the whole weekend. Uh, but I think my highlight of that was the horror quiz at the start, on the, the eve of Fright fest. We stormed it, me and CJ, and erstwhile Devil Sarah. And we also had Jonathan and Kat from Sarah's Casting the Rune podcast on our team. And we just missed out on a win by one point. But we were, like, way ahead of the third, third place teams. So it was really exciting, wasn't it, CJ? Yeah, it was super intense. Do you remember
2: the questions that you got wrong? Yes, I, they will haunt me for life, uh, especially the one about what the song was uh, that played on the plane in Final Destination. Yeah. Oh, um, Time Is On My Side? No, that's a different film. What is it? It's Well, it got as far as a John Denver song. I knew it was John Denver. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And I was kind of torn between Rocky Mountain High and Country Roads. And in the end, we all decided, let's go with Country Roads. And it turns out it's Rocky uh-huh. Mountain High.
0: Oh, get so it. close. So
2: close.
0: Anyway, thanks to uh the amazing Giles Edwards for that quiz because it was awesome. It was so good. It was. Uh, right, and then I was at Frightfest itself for the whole weekend. I saw twenty-four films in five days. Emily and CJ were knocking about some of it too, so let's kick things off with our highs and lows from Frightfest twenty eighteen. Emily, you can go first. Um
3: well, I didn't watch a great number of films because I made the mistake of going to Fright Fest just after coming back from Edinburgh. So I was kind of running on lack of sleep and um, just generally being a bit grumpy. But um, of the films that I did see, my highlight, I think, was The Dark, um, which is kind of... It, it's in a, It reminded me a little bit of Let the Right One In, but it's a bit more interesting than that and also a bit kind of grimmer. It's about... Um, it's, it's a boy meets girl story except the girl is actually an undead ghoul so it's boy meets ghoul but it's very yeah. um it's quite it's quite sort of art housey and sombery and it's a bit of a character piece and it was um yeah i liked it
0: so what was your fright fest low emily
3: um it was the film that i saw immediately after that which was called the golem which i really wanted to like but it's not a bad movie it's just a little bit dull um there's sort of so much interesting folklore there and when the person summons the golem to save the village, it turns out to be a creepy child. But I mean, maybe I've just seen too many creepy children this month on, on film. I don't know. But I just found it a little bit
0: underwhelming. That's by the Paz brothers who did um, Jerusalem.
3: Yeah, and they're currently doing Jerusalem 2, apparently. And they did an intro to the film and they both seemed really, really lovely. And I was like, aww. So it's like don't forget to tell the guys if you like the film and I was sort of shuffling out going no, I I don't want to say I didn't like your film but you seem really nice cuz mm. they might actually have had magical golem powers I don't know. But um yeah I wouldn't mm. recommend that one to anyone. But it's it's not it's not terrible it's just a little bit. I'd watch it on a plane if I was drunk let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> you. Okay. So you might get thrown off the plane for being drunk.
3: Well maybe. I use easyjet though so it's not very likely. <laughs>
0: Do they even have booze on the flights in the jet, right?
3: Um, I think you can buy booze, but I, I was thinking that if you're going to do that, get drunk in the airport beforehand, maybe. I don't know. Probably, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just a little insight into my into my holidays there, everybody. That's, that's-
4: <laughs> I was on an EasyJet flight about um ten years ago. And uh, the bloke sat on the other side of the fuselage, and he called the um, called the cabin crew over, and said, um, "Is this all right?" And then he pulled the window out of his um, out of the side of his seat because the window oh. wasn't even attached; it was just no. rotten. No. <laughs> was. She, and, and she just took it off and put it back in, and went, Whoa. "No, it's absolutely fine. It's the outside yep. the seal. Don't worry about that. It's just cosmetic." He was just sat like that for the rest of the flight,
3: terrified. (laughs) And I've just booked today, booked flights to France in November with EasyJet. They're great, though. I like EasyJet. I think they're good. I think their slogan should be, at least we're not Ryanair, because Ryanair... Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's cheap and you probably
4: won't die. Yeah. That's what I want. (laughs) I think we're off topic.
0: Um, CJ, what is your flight vest (laughs) size and lows?
2: Uh, My flight vest size and lows... Um, well, I only did eleven films. I only did the whole weekend, um, and I managed to break my bag and tear my calf muscle. So by the, by the end of Sunday, I was like, "Fuck!" Um, but the the one the one real standout was a film called Video Man, which is a Swedish film, uh, first time director, and it's kind of a. Melancholy. They're melancholy.
0: Mm, <laughs> it's <yummy>. a <laughs> sad fish. trips
2: It's it's a little bit sad. <laughs> um, it's sake. a Swedish uh, character piece, uh, but it's set in like the world of VHS collectors, and there's all these characters who are quite um, pathetic and obsessive and drunk all the time, uh, and they may or may not find love. So it's not really a horror film. Um, I think it's arguably horror adjacent, because there's a lot of conversations between these VHS collectors about things like, you know, who's better, Fulci or Argento. Uh, So it's quite nerdy, but uh, I just thought it was a really lovely film, really moving. Uh, Definitely the highlight. And my low light was Puppet Master The Littlest Reich.
0: Go on then, I'll fight
2: you for this. I mean, some, someone somewhere thought it would be a really good idea. When I say someone somewhere, uh, award-winning writer-director S. Craig Zahler thought it would be a really good idea to take the Puppet Master character of André Toulon, who was uh, a character who was persecuted by the Nazis in the original series, And I thought, you know what, let's turn him into a Nazi and let's make him have Nazi puppets and then let's do a film about Nazi puppets killing Jews, (laughs) black people, gay people. And I'm not sure I got it. It was just painfully unfunny and uh, just a lot of really gleeful, over-the-top murders of various minorities by glamorised Nazi puppets. And I, I think if they'd spun it around somehow and made a... A joke with that it would have been all right somehow maybe if they were clever but it just seemed really lowest common denominator everything was just broad and very much like a like a bernard manning show
0: it was uh I, awful i didn't think that you are supposed to like go yay the gay people the black people the gypsies and all that are being killed i think i think in this day and age, in 2018, I think it's perfectly valid to have Nazis as a, an enemy oh, definitely, and, yeah, I, and I show show what they would do if they are in power, who they would kill first. Which,
2: um, which is fine, but I think with, with slasher movies, there is always a risk that you're going to root for the slasher because often the protagonists are annoying and you just want to see them get killed in elaborate ways. And I think it just didn't quite walk that line right between who you're supposed to root for and who um and, you know what you're cheering for because people certainly in an audience are cheering for um the gore.
0: The gore, yeah. Not not the victims, the gore.
2: Yeah, but the gore is coming out
0: of the victims. <laughs> it is coming out of the victims, yes. And in one in one particular <laughs> case, some gore and a puppet is coming out of one of the victims. Having gone into one of the victims. No, well, oh it's an amazing yeah. <laughs> scene. Um but no the fact that S. Craig Zala uh, wrote it. I mean, I I thought, what the fuck is this guy? I mean, he did Bone Tomahawk. He did um, Brawler's, what, uh, 99. Both really classy, but very visceral, brutal films. I thought, what's he doing writing fucking Puppet Master reboot? But I'm glad he did, because I think the dialogue's funny, and I think the the deaths are much more... There's loads of them as well, loads of deaths in it, but they're all really, really meaningful. They all sort of, almost all of them, sort of are a punch to the gut. Um, people die that you really don't want to die, and even characters you've only met seconds before they get killed off, the fact that they are minorities being killed by Nazis means it's a lot more meaningful than, say, Jason Voorhees just slaughtering a hitchhiker that you've only just met. I found it a brilliant film. I thought it was the best straight-down-the-line horror film of the the Frightfest weekend, personally. I
2: didn't even think it was a straight horror film. I thought it was a comedy more than anything, but just a really bad one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely comedic. I loved it. I thought it was great. i mind you, I'm not familiar with the Puppet Master series. I saw Puppet Master three when I, about twenty five years ago. Thought it was so bad. I've never returned to look at any of them. So this is the first one I've seen. That they're they're not. They're not
2: great. Um, no. uh,
0: they're better than that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I loved it. Um, but yes, I can see it definitely. Has scope to be very contentious and controversial. Definitely,
2: I, d- I definitely yeah. don't mind controversial subject matter. I just think it's you know humour's subjective, and that just didn't connect to me at all. I didn't even see the the gags. It was just painful.
0: Hmm. Uh, my low was a film called American Fright Fest, which is a very bad slasher set in a haunted house. Of um, attraction, kind of thing, one of those Halloween attractions. Um, I don't know. Some of the characters are quite funny, and the setup's all right. But once it gets into the killing, there's just no sense of who's actually in the in the building, um, who's still alive, who has, who is yet to be killed, where they are, where the killers are, or the kill where the killer is. Um, it just completely fails as a slasher. Plus, also, the gore is just limited to kind of like an axe will come down or a gun will be shot and then it'll cut to a blood splatter on the wall, which, you know, haven't seen Sch- <laughs> the splatter chesters Sch- 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 Puppet Master the Littlest Reich. Like. Very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my high is um, Gaspar Noé's latest one, Climax, Climax. Probably He probably calls it Climax because it's French. Um, <laughs> which is... It's horror adjacent, I suppose. It is uh, total descent into hell. There's a reference to Possession with a kind of Isabella Jani-type freak out uh, to the tune of Wind I Liquor by Aphex Twin. It's incredible. It's a fucking experience. And if you, if you like Mother, Darren Aronofsky's Mother, then Climax has kind of the similar intense, exhilarating, just will-leave-you-exhausted will. vibe
2: definitely give that one a mess you'll yep. hate
0: it was <laughs> <laughs> incredible I was knocked out by it so good okay so that was our our Frightfest size and low so what else have you two been watching Phil for starters
4: um I've watched loads of horror films actually because we've been we haven't done this for what six weeks mm. um so I've watched loads and loads but um by high it was a film called horror story of Bollywood wood horror film from 2013 I mean, it's a terrible film on every sort of level that really matters. (laughs) It's not scary in the slightest. Um, It's got pretty high production values, and it's a group of kind of yuppies, kind of yuppie 20-somethings who look round a haunted hotel and they get picked off one by one. But it's very Bollywood. It's very stylised. All of the actions are extremely overstated. The dialogue is just beautiful I love the dialogue (laughs) Um, uh, just the most down the line dialogue you could possibly have is there dancing in this film there's not really dancing, but there's definitely choreographed movements. Oh, fantastic.
0: <laughs> are there musical sequences at all?
4: I don't remember there being musical sequences, but they are choreographed. So they'll sort of some, they'll, someone will stand in the front of the, of the um, frame and say something, and then someone else will move behind them to, to a, in a diagonal and say something, and then someone else will move diagonally behind them. Like a dance routine, but it's that within the routine it's awesome I, I absolutely loved it i grinned all the way through and um, there's one bit where um they, they they walk all the way through the hotel and um something scares them There's about there's about I guess there's about maybe eight of them at the start something scares them and so they run away but they run away for maybe like five full minutes which is a long time to be running away in a film mm-hmm. they're just Aah! just running away they run around the hall oh, I loved it I just thought it was great but don't get me wrong it's dog shit but I loved it <laughs> I did hear it um, my, my low is Don't Breathe uh, the 2016 oh man. really yeah man I know oh. it's the hipster position to take to not like this um, but, but I, I got recommended it by loads of people and I got recommended it by a friend who's always right as well about horror films and I just hated it from like hated it from first shot oh, to last man. shot I thought the twist was like really easy to spot and actually just a bit sort of shit I thought that like the, re- the representation of the guy was really old fashioned and old hack I thought it looked like what terrible. the blind guy yeah, yeah, because there's this way of representing people with a disability. This is a bit for fucking Lily Liberal, but there's a way of representing people with a disability, which is to give them a superpower, right? Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's blind, so obviously, like, what, he's got an incredible sense of smell? No, he's yeah. just a normal guy, who's blind. So, like, there was that part of it. Also, everyone told me it's like the tensest film in the world. I didn't feel any tension watching it whatsoever. It just seemed like a sort of dead. A dead sort of two hours of somebody walking around, like like you say, C.J. Somebody walking around
2: some dark <laughs> halls, which, which is weird because I love Don't Breathe, like, <laughs> even though that is my go-to criticism for everything. But um, but no, I really. But I did see it in the cinema, so I don't know if that makes a difference. It might make uh, a difference, yeah, because I watched it on a laptop. You know,
0: I mean, I, I liked it. I think the the bits of walking around in the dark are more interesting to watch the most because it's done in that weird kind of silvery. Um, silvery monochrome kind of almost uh, night vision look. Which I like yeah. that. I, uh, yeah. I thought
4: good. I I liked it's a similar sort of idea, isn't it?
2: I guess, but I I preferred Hush for like the I that, I, that I, that I hated Hush. No, I didn't like I, Hush. Really? Hush I thought was just walking mm. around in the dark. Plus I thought that had terrible death representation. Well, yes, it had the it had a similar problem, I guess.
4: Um, but I did I did much prefer Hush than I did to that th- th- I did don't breathe. Yeah,
0: mm. I've got. I get the impression that Don't Breathe is one of these things that, like, it was big when it came out, but it's not going to be remembered in two or three years' time, is it?
4: No, it didn't they didn't have classic stamped all over it? No, it's definitely. not groundbreaking.
0: It's all, and it's
4: it? um, and it is like a, it's it's a, it's a headline thing, isn't it? They're stalked by a blind guy, yeah. so that's like oh. that's in itself is grabbing. But the film, I, d- I don't uh, think, yeah, I don't think it's going to be one that that goes on forever and ever and ever.
0: Brian Hi. Um,
1: yeah. No, it has been aged. I've just been sat here thinking about what my highlight is. And um see, I did some really like cool horror based stuff in Tokyo. I went to this haunted house thing um, run by a company called Team Lab, who are sort of digital artists and they do lots of things with projections and robotics. So went to this haunted house. I know it's not a film, but it did put the shit up me. Like it was very scary. Um And it had a whole story. And like you watch this little film and you sit in this tiny little room full of like, weird moths on the wall and stuff. It's about a woman whose husband collected moths. This is where I got lost a little bit. So the woman's husband collected moths and then one day she went into the moth room and stood on a moth and killed (laughs) it. And uh, the husband was so angry about this that he took an iron and burnt her feet, which then resulted in her getting a fever and then dying, which is terrible. But then they're like, aha, but actually this is all a cover for his affair, which made no sense, but... Okay, um, so him and his mistress buried her and he was like, oh yes, I lied about the moths. It wasn't actually a moth she stood on. I just wanted her to think. I don't know why he was trying to convince her because he was planning on killing her. It made little sense. I and mean, this is a house
0: that you walk around as well, was
1: Yeah, it was, like, it was basically just like a haunted house that you walk around and you're given this like bit of rope and you're supposed to fight She's called Yoko. I'm not making this up. And um, you have to go like around the house and to break the spirit because she got buried under the floorboards um, and they were very specific about you had to go in with bare feet um, like it has to be barefoot which means you're like oh no there's going to be actors or something grabbing my feet which I'm not cool with um, and oh, they no, gave you a bit just of a right. dose
0: of athlete's foot and verrucas
1: well yeah I mean I've, I've Japanese people's feet are very clean and nice and mine are just like hardened sort of hooves so it was a bit like oh no um <laughs> But they give you this bit of rope and they're like, right, you have to find Yoko's ankles and then put this piece rope around it, which will bake the curse and free her spirit. But I got so scared walking around it that I completely forgot to do that. So we sort of ran out and the woman on the entrance desk was just like, oh, so I was like, no, we failed. Yoko's still angry. Um, So that was like, that's the first time I've done a haunted house actually. So that was a sort of very strange interactive, like,
0: if you actually scared by something like that that's really good
1: genuinely scared and like trying to be billy big balls with my mate going oh I'll be fine mate it's all right ah it's just it's just a thing um but they they did it up really nicely because it was like a a Japanese house but it was just in the middle of this like weird sort of theme park shopping mall in the middle of Tokyo um Mm. so that
0: was really cool Mm -hmm. that was a nice fun experience and there's some crowdfunding going on for a one in London there is
2: oh really? yeah. it is the Fright Night Club I believe that's yeah. the one yeah. the name and that is done by Jen Handel and Dan Martin who yeah. are very experienced uh, horror people uh, yeah. Jen produced a lot of British horror films in the last few years Dan did the special effects for all the Ben Weedley movies Human Centipede okay. uh, and they are putting together something called Fright Night Club in October which is going to be scary as And they've got a Kickstarter up at the moment Where if you give them money You can get discounted tickets in advance Uh, Uh, And it's a really, really cool thing to support (laughs) I would
1: support that But I don't know if I'd go in another haunted house Because it generally was a bit horrible (laughs) Like, I am a wimp You know, if I get a bit scared at home I could just press pause and go to the toilet But I didn't have that option Well, I had that option, but it wasn't... (laughs) it would have been i mean i wasn't wearing shoes it would have been frowned upon so um
0: (laughs) i'm gonna Well, i'll I'll be donating to that kickstarter i think and what was your low
1: um low again i think this might have been a highlight because i have recommended it to so many people just because it was so bad um it's a film called wish upon from last year um, oh, i have got to watch this call, film, man. The films that Everyone's yeah. always talking about this it's film. Really, oh, yeah. It's really, so yeah.
2: I mean, good. It's, so it's good. It's so
1: good. It's really great, but also really fucking awful. And no, like, there is is awful sexy about dad, that film.
2: It's so good. So, it's so <laughs> perfect.
1: No, it's so. It's <laughs> like it's it's laughably bad. <laughs> no. Again, we're clashing again, <laughs> CJ. But no, like. At first, I was like, "Well, this is shit. This is the worst thing I've ever watched." But it was so entertaining and so, so entertainingly bad. Like I would put it up there with like the room. Like it's just so. What the fuck?
2: It's just like
1: everything.
0: Like it's it's... a good old-fashioned '90s-style. Be careful what you wish for. Story. It's great. It's 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 really good. I love it. No,
1: it's just it's got so much. Uh, no what? it's just oh, i don't know there was just like so many bits it's like oh yeah by the way this this asian guy happens to have a, a cousin who knows all about ancient chinese there is stuff. that
0: yeah there is but, that. he's,
1: yeah. he's <laughs> korean that actor is korean he's not chinese and i know that's a very that's a very and thing yeah, to get annoyed yeah. about but it annoyed me from the get-go and then it was just like that's fair and it's like it's basically it was like oh yeah if you basically if you make wish with this wish box someone you've you've met might die it might be a dog or it might be a woman you've once met but, it's it has no cool. oh, so it's the
4: twilight like, zone then... it's the twilight zone button thing right they've ripped that a off. little bit like the box
2: yeah oh it's, but i don't know I, it's just like it's... but i like the the, the 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 randomness of not knowing who it was going to kill i thought they used that so cleverly especially in that one bit where you didn't know that wasn't clever we're gonna die. Was I was just like, "Oh, oh, was so
1: good." No, <laughs> that wasn't clever. That was that was just inevitable. You knew one of them was gonna die. it's just like, "Was it when she wishes her dad yeah, to be cool?" Yeah, but which one? Which one and, then which it's one? and how? Because they oh. dragged him back up. <laughs> They've dragged him... No, I think this is a bit that annoyed um, me most. It's like, oh, I wish my dad was cool. And then, like, a neighbour dies, and then her dad is, like, wearing these, like, jeans, and he's playing the saxophone, because now his friends are jazz musicians, and he stopped diving in dumpsters, and he's like, I'm a cool dad. And it's just... just... I don't know, but it's so good, and so bad. It's, I've spent a lot of time arguing with myself about this film, but I would recommend everyone see it.
0: Um I have a feeling Brian there's gonna be a few more of these conflicted opinions from you over the next <laughs> the next <laughs> half or oh, yeah. five minutes. Half. Anyway kids
3: She's the evil child.
0: So, moving on to this month's theme this episode of Devil Times Five is brought to you in association with the British Network of Abortion Clinics (laughs) (laughs) childless couples unite (laughs) and our first killer kids feature goes by a ton of different names Uh, from Spain it's Narciso Ibanez Cerrador's 1976 film Quien puede matar a un niño or who can kill a child (laughs) aka would you kill a child who wants to kill a child let's all kill a child child killing for dummies death to all children island of death island of the damned trapped death is child's play child child dead dead i love the spell of killing a child in the morning and most ridiculous of all the hex massacre (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can nice. run from the horror. We saw somebody
4: murdered.
0: You can hide from the terror. Some
4: sort of ritual across the river. That girl got
0: stabbed. But you cannot escape the strange and bizarre shock you will experience when you witness the Hex, Hex massacre. massacre. Nobody expected it. Where
2: are the people? Where
0: are they? No one believed it. Did
2: anybody hear anything? Didn't anybody see anything?
0: And nothing could stop it. crazy.
2: You gotta... The Hex Massacre
0: The most bizarre and brutal nightmare you will ever experience If this doesn't frighten you, you'd better see a psychiatrist The Hex Massacre
2: (laughs) Your terror,
0: rated R (laughs) An English couple on holiday in Spain Escape the crowds by taking a trip to a peaceful island nearby But when they get there, all the adults are missing And the kids are acting suspiciously Who can kill a child then? We all like this film, don't we? Yeah, yeah. It's come yes, highlights fair, a couple of times recently really, really good. Where do we start? I mean, we start at the beginning with a weird old mondo footage. Yeah, which that's insane. Yeah, I think. yeah. yeah. A strange way to start a horror film mm-hmm. with some documentary was actual, newsreel. Was that yeah. actual footage? Oh, yeah, a documentary so footage so of yeah. dead yeah. children for about ten minutes while little captions, mean, Like, like you said when we
4: watched it, it's making a point, isn't it? But it's like, it's battering you over the head with the point, really, that could be made better just by the film itself. Because the film makes that point halfway through. So it's, it doesn't seem like you should... And it doesn't feel like you need to be looking at sort of the bodies in Auschwitz to make the point that children suffer in war zones. You know, mm-hmm. you can just make it through metaphor in the film that you're actually making.
0: There's a very strange way to start. It's not, not, not... I oh, know, not a fun way to start. No. Um, no is it a fun it's... film? Would you call it a fun film, though, once it gets past that point? Oh, yeah,
3: no. definitely.
0: Yeah, I think so.
3: Definitely. Yeah, of yeah.
2: It's a good I, old... I, I, it's... I think it's enjoyable, but fun? Well,
0: well, CJ, what, well, ent- what do you think of the um, the couple in it, Tom and Evelyn, the English couple who are in, on holiday in Spain? What do you think of them? Because me and Phil and Bryony watched this together the other day, and... We found them quite amusing. <laughs>
2: quite quite amusing. Hated them. Quite amusing. Quite hate me. I, them. I just think the they, they seem like amusing company. I would probably go on holiday with them. You know? Would oh, you? Go
0: in I, think, fucking no. I
3: think they're quite um she's quite adorable. Like she apparently knows no Spanish at all. She's so like, "Oh, hmm. apparently gracias means thank you." Yes.
2: It's
0: yeah. <laughs> bless. Is that what you say to them?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, gracias. Is that what
0: you say to them? Sausage
2: and bless. <laughs> They're so like quintessentially seventies, aren't they? They yeah. are, yeah. He yeah, he yeah, looks like he's time.
3: um he's like a detective or like a dad in a kid show or something. You know, there was a yeah, that... supply
4: teacher, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> but,
1: but kind of like a nice supply teacher. He does have quite cool trainers though. Yeah, the trainers and the flares, those are Adidas. Those are original Adidas. Yeah, they are, and, yeah. and it was a it was a really strong look. I was I was all on board for his look. I just hated him and I hated her. Um her looks weren't mm. good either. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked you know the dagger collars and stuff um, and that's my fashion
2: review yeah <laughs> <laughs> you need a jingle for that <laughs> <laughs> oh man
0: what about his Tash have uh, you like tash? tash
2: yeah
1: strong Fine. strong tash. tash strong Tash it wasn't the strongest yeah. Tash I've ever seen it could have used a few more layers and that's my fashion ah, good. He didn't really commit that much to the tash. It was
3: kind of a no. little bit, yeah, like you said, spindly. That's because he was
4: like, he was I mean, free and easy, wasn't it? He was like, he was on holiday.
2: He's, he's yeah, not, he's just not. A bit being on holiday would <laughs> warrant yeah.
4: a bigger tash. I'm
3: like, I'm
2: on holiday. I'm on look, look at
4: me. i think you just go with whatever feels natural. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe he thought, we're going, we're, going to, uh, we're going to the continent. I'm going to grow a, a colonial moustache so that I can feel superior. <laughs> Because yeah, he's an the, awful cunt, isn't he? Don't, yeah. don't you think he's awful? He's, he's so not, he's, all right. and... he's He's, sh- got, he's sheltering
4: his wife quite considerably um, yeah, when there's it's... quite a lot of danger. Um, no, no, I think was... after the, like, the second murder, I would tell my wife something was up. I wouldn't go, ha, ha, four, four mm. rolls of film. Like I would be telling her <laughs> that we need to get off the island.
3: <laughs> no, it was more kind of like, you're pregnant, so you can't move or do anything ever.
4: Yeah, yeah, she was very sheltered, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. I think um, that's what
1: annoyed me about them the most. Actually, it's just like because it's one of my, my least favorite things. Although it's it's also one of my favorite things as well. I'm very contradictory today, but um, in horror films mm. where like if you just say something, communication would just save yeah, a lot of happen. hassle.
2: Yeah. I, I get that, but I think I think what the thing the thing that I can relate to about them is that I think he is determined not to let anything ruin the holiday Uh, (laughs) and I (laughs) like that sort of grim determination of just like we are on fucking holiday we are going (laughs) to relax Um, and yeah it doesn't matter if you know there's been a bit of murder (laughs) just a bit of of the old murdery children (laughs) let that spoil my holiday (laughs) damn it try and just sweep it under the rug and be like you know let's have a cocktail (laughs)
1: <laughs> this year is the first time I've been on holiday in like 10 years and I was super aware of being very English and that couple was basically everything I was telling myself not to do in my, in my head when I was abroad <laughs> Do you speak just English?
0: Like,
1: <laughs> speak
2: speak, speak, louder, speak louder and slower and
1: English. Yeah. <laughs> Sausage, egg and chips
2: please I, I think maybe it's just because they remind me of my family but, that there's a, a sort of residual uh, familiarity there, I don't know I, I, I enjoyed them as characters I I enjoy watching them.
0: I believed in them as as English people on holiday in Spain yep. until the bit where uh they get a loaf of Bimbo bread and don't spend 5 <laughs> minutes laughing at the fact it's called Bimbo. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They're quite serious people, aren't they? You can't imagine them ever laughing at
1: anything very much.
0: No, not really. No. We well, had
1: that little waiter skit when it was like, oh, the entire town is empty and there's no one here, but ha-ha, look, I'm being a waiter, darling. <laughs> Milady, look, hello. <laughs> that was
0: that was quite got <laughs> oh, the food from that, the fridge. Everything's yeah. fine. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't
1: mind that. But um, I think I just hated them. You know, they're too bourgeois. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I say in my flat in Hove. Ugh. <laughs> um, god smoking my rollies and uh, no i'm
0: just gonna i was gonna play my f- favorite line of dialogue just because I, had to, I did a bit of a double take when she said it
1: but look can't you see his, his sticks jutting out <laughs>
0: can't you see his dicks jutting out <laughs> the
4: old uh, man. He, he can convince her eventually she sees an old man get beaten to death and then when he comes back, he's like, oh, no, they were just playing. I saw blood coming out of his face. Nah, you're just a stupid woman. Like, so everything's fine. <laughs> I
2: think in, in the film's defence, I, I just feel like the whole crux of the movie is the, the, the absolute disbelief that a bunch of small children can do this. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think I think it works that they, they deny it to themselves so much because it, it is just unbelievable that, you know, a bunch of kids can be as horrific as these ones and i think that's integral to the film working i mean obviously
3: also it paces it better because it doesn't kind of immediately start kicking child ass that doesn't happen till the end
4: yeah yeah. And I did wonder how they were going to get to it when they're in the middle. I was like, "How is this going?" Because I know I know how it ends, obviously. And so I was like, "I'm not sure how we're going to get from here to how, how I know it ends." Um, but actually, mm. it, it, when 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 it when they when he is trying to sort of get away and he's murdering children, it seemed perfectly reasonable, didn't it? Yeah. At that yeah. point, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's, sort of, it's a really well-made, well-done film. It could have um, yeah. could have gone on, could have could have gone on a little bit quicker. I don't think there's. I mean, is there, we don't have to have so much sort of fiesta at the start, do we? I suppose like you could get to the yeah. island a bit
0: quicker. I think it's good to have that that those scenes where you get to know what they're like as people mm, and grow yeah. to hate them. Yeah. Are you supposed <laughs> to hate them? You're probably not supposed to hate them. But... I, I think
2: I think it's it's also it's really nice to like them, to, yeah. to be on holiday with them. In the I love films in the 70s when people go on holiday, like like Anthropophagus is another one where. About an hour of the film, nothing actually happens. But they're on holiday oh. in Greece, and it's very seventies. Oh, yeah. And there's something nice about. It. I find it very comforting. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, but there's a whole like uh, subgenre of holidays in exotic locations.
4: Lovely holiday horror films.
3: Yeah. Mm. Would you include Cannibal Holocaust in that?
2: <laughs> no. Maybe not. They are having it's quite a really nice time. time no, like. they, they are. The well, they're, they're somewhere yeah. different. Yeah, it's a
3: little yeah. extreme. Probably <laughs> a bit halfway through, someone goes, "Oh well, we don't do this every
0: no, day." But as we're, they've on gone out. They've gone <laughs> out with malicious yeah. intent in that film. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the different. same as just you know having cocktails on a yacht or you know things that they do mm. in some of these other movies. Island of Death, on the other hand, is a is a very nice holiday movie.
0: <laughs> Which, weirdly enough, is one of the alternative titles of Who Can Kill a Child. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's they like there's similarities. Similarities. It's it's a it's an unfortunate
4: title, isn't it? Who can kill a child? Because it's 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 supposed to be like, but who can yeah, who can kill a child? Like yeah. it's a rhetorical question, but it comes across as a dare, it it? is not it? Like who yeah. can oh. kill a child or like a game show? All right, <laughs> come on down. Who can kill a child?
0: <laughs> Win a holiday. the other week well, that I said the other week that, yeah. the, other week <laughs> that the director that um, ended up creating and presenting the Spanish version of the Game Show 3, 2, 1. <laughs> so, so this is
4: yeah, his first go.
0: Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> game show format.
0: Do you think the children are scary at all, though? yeah, Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah. And I, I think so, the yeah. fact that they're yeah.
3: not actorly makes them even more so. And they're so acting like just, children. Yeah, they're exactly. They're not fitted into the
4: damned, blank-faced zombies. They're acting exactly like children act, which is so terrifying. Yeah, so there's a sort yeah. of nervous
3: giggling and there's also the, oh, we're up to something naughty kind of laugh, yeah. which you get when there's a group of little kids. But then it just... It just makes it more impactful that you know that they're not kind of it's not like a stagey thing. It just feels Mm, like I'd be interested to know how they were directed. Whether they just kind of said you know because they can't have said oh this is your character's journey and you have to be a bit creepy here. They must have just said no, do that, but don't look at look at them. Don't look at them. That kind of thing. And it just yeah, it feels it feels like they're they're behaving quite naturally. I think this um,
2: this is a really good time to bring up the remake.
0: Mm, come out and play. Yeah. Way. Did anyone else it's watch a Mexican that? Mexican. Re- no. Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's a Mexican no. remake from Because it's
2: really weird. It's like a, it's almost shot for shot the same film, mm. and yet it just doesn't work. And part of a big, big, big part of that is because they've made the decision to make the children creepy, so they've made mm, yeah. them look really like the, the stereotypical sinister children, and it makes them so much less scary. Uh, because you expect it, you see them and you're like, oh yeah, they're, they're fucking creepy kids, they're going to kill everybody. Mm. Whereas you're completely right that in Who Can Kill a Child, it's it's scary because they're just kids. And yeah, I think just... the makers of have come out and play missed that completely.
0: I mean, I, I disagree that come out and play doesn't work. I think it's a good remake. Um, I think it's not as strong as the original but, but, everything, quite, but i'd everything good about that
2: it is it's just because it's it's exactly the same story beat by beat scene by scene but just with a bunch of poorly made artistic decisions
0: no nah, that is if it's 25 minutes shorter which is in its favor but that is at the expense of getting to know <laughs> the couple um so you don't really feel anything for them but it is really nicely um shot and the music's good and there's gore in it, which the original doesn't have. So, you know, I, mm. depending on what mood I was in, I I could go for either either version quite I'm happily. Right, I think. Right. I mean, I prefer I prefer the '70s one because I just like have a love for that that kind of style, not over stylized, yeah, yeah, over lit yeah. kind of thing. But but if someone only knew, come out and play rather than Who Can Kill a Child, I wouldn't go. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, come out and play. I think it's a perfectly good oh, film. I, I would. the thing that doesn't always work about killer kids films is that you're relying on child actors and they're not always that menacing so have you got any favorites you want to bring up of particularly menacing children in killer kids movies or particularly shit ones either way
1: oh i watched um children of the corn today first (laughs) time and the kids in that are great, but because they're acting as like weird Jesus freaks, but they're actually really good actors. And I don't know if it's a Stephen King thing, like every Stephen King film I've ever seen has got decent actors in it, apart from the second part of the IT TV series. Um, <laughs> but it's like the reason why I love Who Can Kill a Child so much is because the kids are just normal. And I work with kids and they are creepy. Like they're weird. Yeah. They're really weird. Yeah, they're just, like. Don't... There's, there's a couple that are babysit and they'll just like come out with the weirdest stuff like and it, they really believe in it and then one of them's got this thing about dolls and she was telling me this whole like backstory like they they went to school, they've got gymnastics qualifications. I mean, it's not threatening but it's like the, the, the belief she had in this was like shit, is she weird? Should I be worrying? Should I leave the house now? But then like 10 minutes later she's like oh I know it's all real, don't worry and then she goes back to it and it's like oh kids are scary.
0: Aww. And um...
1: Of all the kids' films that I've watched this month, I'd say, yeah, Children of the Corn and um, Who Can Kill a Child had the most, like, believable kids. Even the kids who are, like, not in on the whole religious thing in Children of the Corn, they're, you know, they're great. They're really good little actors. I
4: mean, like, mm. I suppose Damien is the archetypal one, yeah. is Damien is the one everyone calls yeah. their kids when they do something freaky and sinister. I suppose, um, Yeah. And he is, I mean, it's a particularly good performance because he doesn't, he, he really just looks freaky. They don't ask him to do anything particularly. In the original, the original, the, not
0: the, yeah, d- not, the not the remake MNT one, yeah. Yeah, because
2: he
4: looks a bit sort of, um, he's a bit more sort of cheeky chappy, I think. But the original one, he does look demonic in some way, so they don't really ask him to do anything. He just sort of stands still in that freaky suit. And he kind of, he glares quite in
3: um, slightly he menacing He has got a good, yeah. He's got a good stare. That kid. But
4: it Aww. feels like they didn't ask him to do too much, I don't mm. think, which is probably the, 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 the. I think you're right, the more they act, the less the, 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 the less scary it is. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, Did anybody else watch The Good Son, The Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. One? Oh, he's, was, he's like, so um,
0: bad in that. I mean, bad as in shit. But really? he's not a shit as
3: he's not a shit as I thought he was going to be. So in some ways his shitness came as a pleasant surprise because they've. Really? I thought he was going to be like sort of screaming, cackling psychopath, but instead he's kind of like a quiet psychopath.
0: You know this backstory. You know the story behind the Good Son that is some other kid was cast, and uh, Macaulay Culkin's dad and presumably manager said, "Well, I'm not going to let him do Home Alone 2 unless you yes, unless, unless let him he's allowed to son. do this." Yeah, yeah. And I so did, I did he hear was that. cast. Yeah, he was cast in a role that is totally unsuited unsu- for. He's rubbish in it. He's, he's is,
3: I... maybe I was expecting it to be worse than it was, I don't know. What I found really weird about that film is that it looks like the sort of like big budget nineties family movies you don't that that you don't yeah. the sort of kind of expensive family movies you don't get anymore. So it's lit like Mrs. Doubtfire or something like that, certainly at the beginning. Ooh. And then you have that and then the kind of the descent into, you know, this kid kills dogs with a nail gun kind of thing. And um yeah. it's just it's a very, very odd film that, but
0: it's terrible. It's, um, I mean, Elijah Woods all right in it as as, yeah, he's as not yeah. Macaulay Culkin's cousin. But Mike, have you seen Mikey that came out the year before? No. No one's seen that. That's brilliant. That is a proper nasty, um, nasty kid. He kicks ass, basically. That kid. It's it's a similar kind of thing with um, it's one of those kind of hand in the rocks cradle single white female type psycho thrillers that they had a lot of in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, Mikey is brilliant. The good son I thought was terrible. Um, it was very disappointing. I'd been wa- waiting to watch that film since it was banned back in, you know, 93. It's interesting that
3: it's still got an 18 certificate. Yeah, it's I, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> it's that nothing happens in it. Yeah, I know. I think that they. For, I think one of the reasons was they said, oh, kids will watch this and then they'll want to copy what happens in it. What? This, calls this... A, well,
0: I suppose there's the bit where they throw the dummy off the You're bridge and with the dummy, and yeah, a massive after. pile up. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: but it's a very not graphic pileup, and the dialogue in a little while after that suggests that no one even died in it. They say he's a killer, he's a killer kid who doesn't kill anyone apart from a dog,
3: and he dies at the end trying, to kill, the end, trying to kill his mum. So he's he's, yeah. Yeah, he's, a, he's a failed killer child.
0: So that's why. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it just looks harder. like it just looks like just looks like Kevin from Home Alone's ended up in the wrong film.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it's Ke- also Kevin from Home Alone's got the wrong dialogue as well. Cause I noticed it was written by Ian McEwan, who's kind of his early novels are very dark and fucked up. And Ooh. he he does kind of specialize in a kind of quiet. No, no, no,
0: no, no. Ian McEwan wrote an early draft. The the film the version that made it to screen is not Ian McEwan.
3: Oh, that's interesting because I was thinking cause it just it, it definitely said on the so I borrowed a DVD of someone it definitely said it written by Ian McEwan, so he must have got some kind of um some kind of payback from it. Um, yeah, I'm, blessed, I'm glad somebody got something good out of it
0: because. Um... When I was looking at films that we could watch for this, um, I found it very difficult to find any any killer kids films that were made between kind of the Good Son and about 2006. So, do you think the whole James Bolger killing by two oh, yeah, children yeah. completely killed the whole yeah. genre off? Yeah. yeah.
1: Maybe. Well, you also had the, the two young girls recently, so with the Slender Man killing, which is why they had to sort of edit out mm. a lot of the new Slender apparently.
2: Oh, yeah. that's um, right, yes. It com- comes out as an absolute mess. You can tell that it was re-edited about 5,000 times. It makes no sense. It's crap.
0: All right, well, apart from Mikey, I've got a contender for creepiest, most evil kid in any of these films, which is Jack O'Connell's character Brett in Eden Lake. He's a bit older than most of them He's a teenager
3: Yeah I found this It's really horrible Really grim I found it I found it quite disappointing From kind of like What could have been An interesting premise To just A lot of running around And at the end Just feeling quite Quite depressed (laughs) I like that That's what
0: British films are for
3: No that's true Yeah but this is even Depressing for a British film I should have put that on the should have put that on the box. Even more depressing, <laughs> I yeah.
0: Well, I, um, I, I noticed that you know you know Crazy Ralph in the Friday Thirteenth thumbs like he goes, yeah. we're all doomed. Mm. The equivalent of that in Eden Lake is there's some graffiti that says, "Fuck off, yuppie cunts." <laughs> <laughs> I
2: um,
3: I was watching it with uh, subtitles on. I think I might be watching. I quite often watch things with subtitles on anyway because, apart from anything else, if the film's boring, you get unintentional comedy. And in this case, the person doing... Whoever did the subtitles didn't understand the accents of the kids in the film. Oh, no. So at Um, one point, one of the kids says, you fuckwit. And the subtitle said, you fuck red. Which is like,
1: wow, that's... Damn right I do. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Talking of British films, and talking of controversy, (laughs) Suffer Little Children. Suffer Little Children. So shot on video, 1983 by a drama school came out on dvd last year having sort of gone amiss understandably for 30 odd years (laughs) oh man i'm growing to love i'm growing to love stuff for little children
3: i really enjoyed it i was surprised i was expecting it to be really gritty and grim but instead it was like wow this is mental this is totally and utterly mental Though I did kind of wish I had subtitles because they, they put the dialogue far, far too low in the mix. So
0: Yeah, the DVD does that's... give you the option of, of
2: subtitles. Oh, yeah. that's good. And it does, yeah. It's a really good DVD, actually. I highly recommend it yeah. if you're it's interested in it. It's got some a good, a couple of good
0: interviews on it about the yeah. fallout from it. And stuff.
1: It, was, it was unintentionally hilarious um, and very boring for the first hour. Um, I like sort of boring. It was boring
0: fascinating fascinatingly bad, I would, I would say. No
2: boring. I it's just... I think it's great. No,
0: I, I went to I, art honestly, school,
1: I, I saw a lot of films like this, a lot of films where people are trying and they tried very hard and it just gave me, I don't know, maybe it gave you warm, fuzzy feelings of the 80s. It, it did, it did. Terrible.
2: It, it gave me warm, fuzzy feelings of trying to do the same thing when I was their uh...
0: age. <laughs> oh, it sounds like it sounds like time to uh, start up a Devil Times Live YouTube channel and upload your, your no. films <laughs> that you made when you were 13, <laughs> CJ. You've seen it, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, just remind me of the title.
2: Uh, well, the, the, there were several <laughs> There was the Hell to Pay trilogy, Hell, Hell to, to Pay 1, yes, 2, and 3, <laughs> which you might think would be different stories, uh, but we just did the same story three times and tried to make it better each time. Uh, but we actually made it worse each time, <laughs> especially the third one.
0: What's the one where someone always gets their head chopped off on some farming equipment? Or that was uh, our fourth
2: film and our masterpiece uh, called Scunthorpe Holocaust. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we, we didn't really have any friends um, apart from each other. So uh, we got, uh, this is my friend Tony, we got his little brother uh, and all of his friends involved. And they were about seven, eight years old. We we were like 13, I think, at the time. Uh, and we decided that we wanted to do, because Tony lived on a farm, we wanted to use a lot of the farming equipment as uh, murder weapons. So <laughs> we got one of his little brother's friends. So we got this eight-year-old kid... And we got this huge rusty old circular saw outside. And it was like a <laughs> hand cranked circular saw. Uh and we thought, wouldn't it be really cool if we put this kid's head down on the circular saw and start cranking it around? And it looks like his, you know, brains are falling out. So what what we what we did was we attached like a bag of like jelly and food dye and stuff to the kid's head. Uh, and we put his head down on the thing, started pranking the saw, and the idea was that the bag would kind of get caught in the saw blades, fly off, and there'd be blood everywhere. Um, and it works; the, the special effect works. But the one thing that we noticed when we we're rewatching it again as adults was that you see this huge <laughs> chunk of hair come flying off the well. <laughs> saw. And I was like, man, we, we nearly killed that kid. And uh, we, we, we did actually get a little visit from social workers. Uh, <laughs> because uh, we, we got into a little bit of trouble over uh, tape trading video nasties at the time. Uh, oh, and God. they found our uh, videotapes of our own homemade movies. Uh, to mm. the point where I thought they were all gone. It was, it was only um, a few years ago when Tony found one in, in his dad's old barn. And i was like amazing we still got it um but yeah they they seized it and then came to pay us a visit to make sure that we weren't absolutely psychotic um and it was a really scary time and all we wanted to do was just imitate the films that we loved we were really into like fulci and all this like really high gore stuff and we, we were just trying to rip that off and it, and it was done with a lot of love and best intentions and we were very sincere little kids and when I watched Suffer Little Children, all I got from it was the exact same love that, <laughs> that we, we put into our films. I felt so sorry when I read that poor old Meg Shanks, the drama school uh, teacher, her drama school was shut down for, for much the same reasons. Just a bunch of joyless wankers watching this film and thinking, "Oh no, these kids are disturbed." When it was so obviously made with love, and they were so obviously having such a great time making it. And I think if that you see the um, that spirit, just the IMDb through. comments with the user reviews—half of them are people going, "This film's
3: terrible." You can't hear what people are saying, and the other half are people saying, "I was in this film when I was yeah. twelve <laughs> years old, and we had the best time ever." There you go.
2: Yeah. See, and I, I, I think it comes out. And I, and I also think, like all joking aside, for what it is, I think it's really well done. I think the characters are likable and believable. Um, especially, forget the guy's name, the 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 male. Morris. um He's lovely, and it's just like but he's a
0: dickhead.
2: He's a what, fucking dickhead.
0: He's like
3: gorgeous. I was expecting him to be like the guy from Nuts in Maid at the end, kind of like oh. chase the devil with a with like a with a, a branch and go ah, but no. It didn't. <laughs> He's the hero. He just gets, he
0: gets stabbed, doesn't he? We don't get to see his yeah. revenge. No, no, no. I reckon he's an incel. No. Well, yeah,
3: no,
2: <laughs>
0: probably.
3: It's lovely, yeah. It was like, yeah, it was. It was literally going out with your young man again, are you? Yeah. But you're going to do it and everything. Yeah, he was. He was a bit.
1: The crescendo of the movie. There's a bit where they're in the office, and um, it's when the the spooky state and stuff starts happening, and they get they get basically haunted by Attacked a supplement. by the desk no you get attacked by a desk yeah. but before that just a succulent starts flying around they're like oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then a pen just to... and it's sweet because you can tell it's on fishing wire and they've just run out of stuff so they're like oh just put a pen on the end of a bit of
0: wire and just jiggle it about <laughs> it's like, oh, that's great. That's that'll fun. do that's a menacing jiggle <laughs> I, lo- I love some of the dialogue in it what you can hear I mean I love the bit where um, yeah, you can't hear oh it, yeah yeah after their date where's the yeah um, the date where was Mick great. phones her up and, and she goes hello and he goes hello Jen you sound a bit gormy
3: <laughs> <laughs> she I, said it's hello.
0: The bit that
3: um the bit that I love with the two of them was um there's that scene where the, the, the little boys fallen down the stairs.
0: And yeah. she she's
3: yeah. t- she's telling him about it, but she does it in an almost flirtatious way. She goes, yeah. He fell down the stairs and they don't know if he'll ever recover.
2: <laughs> it's just like oh my god, in the but very, very funny. It's great. great. Art. it's just
0: Talking about it, I just want to go and watch it again. I... They got back from their date and they're just having that weird, like, awkward chat on the sofa, and then it suddenly cuts to the next scene where they go, "She's on the phone or something." And goes six children nearly drowned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, off screen while we're watching, you have this really weird date in
2: Cloudbusters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That nightclub scene is so perfect, though, isn't it? It's just like. Oh, that's... I love the weird
1: lighting. The guy who's just like suddenly interrupts, like, hello, everyone, we would suddenly like to appreciate and say hello to a big pop star. There he is, good, can you put the light on him, thanks. There's
0: no... It's like watching a play.
1: It's like watching a play by a really bad Croydon drama school.
0: Did you catch what the name of his pop group is? No. Oh, no, what was it? All right, so I've got a clip where he says the name of his pop group, but obviously... This is stuff for little children. It's really hard to understand here, but but see if you can see if you can hear what his pop group's called.
2: So what do you know about John? His pop group.
0: <laughs> no, you wouldn't have heard no, it. No, his pop group is called John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he goes in the he goes into the girl's bedroom, the teenage girl's bedroom, sits around on their bed, says, so what do you know about John?" And the girl goes, it's a pop group. <laughs> oh, is that what that...
1: OK. See, I, I, what thought, I found also disturbing the fact that they have a pop star visiting a children's home in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs>
4: and he basically starts working there as well. It's yeah. weird. Like By the end of the film, he's just working in the orphanage.
1: Um,
0: he's <laughs> a uh, freaky, so
2: sweary ones. mate. He
0: can't project,
2: you know... Uh, Modern values onto it. It's so it's so pure, like it's just lovely, and and it's so rare to actually see something that looks genuinely like Britain in 1983. Like yeah, it, it's yeah, it not does, yeah. it's it's not stylized, it's not set designed, it's it's not uh, it's not a, a film in in that respect. It is just footage of of 1983 Britain, uh, and I, I think it looks unique for that really like, i can't think of another film that feels as authentic of, of the period if
0: that makes sense certainly not one that severin have released on dvd no well <laughs> and
4: it has, it has got horrific bits in it when she stabs her leg um i mm. thought that was that's she actually quite that horrific. she was
1: um yeah she was good at acting that one um yeah was, she and i, and I think the screen. special
4: effect at the start looks quite convincing no really. it doesn't yeah. <laughs> It does when she starts stabbing a leg. You, there's a there's a second where you're like, oh my god, she's stabbing a leg, and you're like, oh, actually, she's just stabbing she's a bit of cardboard um, that's in yeah, place of a leg. Yeah, you can see where she's like embedded
1: second, in the bed. Yeah, 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 they've
4: sort of like they've done that sort of magic trick type effect. Yeah. They? But
3: I thought that bit was wicked. Mm. I like yeah, the bit where the I knife's think. coming out of the guy's mouth, and it's really obvious that's that they just made bad. him open his mouth <laughs> and they yeah.
1: just slid a knife next to his head.
0: Yeah, that's really.
1: Bad. I like the bit when Jesus turns up oh yes, yes. Oh, that's yes. my favourite bit Amazing there's so Jesus many bits there's, there's, yeah, Jesus, the... there's the picnic, Jesus there's yeah, a zombie picnic yeah, yeah the, zombie um, picnic yeah there's the
3: the fact that the Satan girl turns into a 35 year old woman at the end so that's that's random
2: yeah. I, I feel mm. like the whole climax is, is kind of like really low budget Ken Russell. Like, it yeah. just feels, yeah, yeah feel just, like. Just, just like Ken Russell in an attic. Um, it's just great.
3: Ken, Ru- Ken Russell in an attic if he was told that he couldn't show any boobs on screen. Because yes. On <laughs> just as well, just as well. Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: I think we've talked about stuff for little children more than we did about who can kill a child and right. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's so good. Right, let's move on to our second feature, which is one of the weirdest things to come out of 1970s Italian cinema, and that is saying something. From 1978, it's Giulio Paradisi's Stridulum, a.k.a. The Visitor. Collins, she'll be eight years old. Jesus sends an old man from another dimension to earth to try and stop a satanic eight-year-old from enabling her mother, who has a supernatural womb, to get pregnant with an antichrist child. Right. There the you visitor. go. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it.
3: Done. Right. See you.
0: <laughs> what an absolutely acceptable synopsis for a film. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. It's a difficult one to sum up, isn't it? I mean, that's one of the seven what?
3: basic plots, isn't it? From um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the old making your mum give birth to an antichrist one. That's, you know, that's a, that's a classic. <laughs> yeah, Hero's that's journey. Right. I first,
0: I first watched this about four years ago and I've seen it six times since, which is probably more than I've watched any other film in the last four years. Um, <laughs> I love, I fucking love The Visitor. It's got such a weird, complicated plot that I'm not sure to this day makes total sense. Although I suspect there were a few scenes that it sort of skips over just to, I mean, it runs quite long, about an hour hour and 50. So I think there's some bits that get sort of lost in the mix. Um, But what I love about it, I'm well used to Italian horror films ripping off like one film at a time, but this does damien omen too, it does the fury the exorcist rosemary's baby close encounters of the third kind even they're all mixed into this weird sort of mega supergroup rip ripoff weird shit the cast is just unbelievable Mental. lance Henriksen, john houston the hollywood director Shelley winters mel ferrer glenn ford franco nero sam peckinpah and um, IMDb even reckons that one of the basketball players is um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, best known from Airplane. He played Roger Murdoch in Airplane. But best known from Game of Death, where he fights Bruce Lee. Even Paige Connor, who plays the eight-year-old girl, is really good. Um, she's amazing, actually. She's really cool. I don't, I don't like children, as I mentioned at the start of this episode. But I, I think, I think if I had to have a child in my life. <laughs> I'd want it to be an evil <laughs> kid like Katie Collins from from The Visitor or even Mikey from Mikey or even that irritating little shit from The Babadook. You know, I think oh, the, yeah. the, no. the most irritating kids in films are the ones that I could put up with having them. I mean, I've got four cats. I'm used to little shits being around the house. Yeah. You know? no. <laughs> um, the, the, the special effects are out there. They're bizarre. They're, there's loads of optical effects. There's... Um, Oh, I love the bit where the the bird turns into a brass bird and starts flying around. And then his big spike comes out of his beak, and that and above all else, perhaps that theme tune that you just heard a bit of on the trailer. That's fucking oh,
3: great, isn't it? Yeah, I've had that so, stuck if, in my head every time.
0: Eighty odd year old John Houston has to walk up or down some very long stairs. <laughs> we get this amazing action scene that sounds like it's out of a seventies cop thriller. Ba-ba. I love it I just love everything about it well, I
4: didn't not like it I just it's not I mean I wouldn't watch it again <laughs> <laughs> you will not watch it seven times in four years <laughs> probably wouldn't no Would I might it? watch it if I was in prison and there was <laughs> <a> prison, nothing <laughs> else that's
3: a damning review I'd watch it if I
1: was in prison <laughs> um, um, I, I never once sat there and went oh this shit I think I spent half of it going ah ah Ah, 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 uh, ah, ah That was my that's how you I reacted really
0: to you it. really got a kick out of Franco Nero's long speech at the start where he played
3: <laughs> Oh yeah that's yeah. that's fucking it. <laughs> <loose. laughs> I felt quite a lot to like in it but I didn't absolutely love it. There was uh, there were a lot of bits that yeah, I love the sort of general seventiesness of it. I love the special effects and the theme tune and just the yeah. the kind of like the weird, the weird set design and the kind of like massive, slightly spooky um, apartment. But um, it didn't quite hang together for me. But then you know, it's an, it's an Italian made horror film from the seventies, so hanging yeah. together is not their thing, I think, really.
4: I think it didn't quite hang together, as putting it mildly. Yeah, <laughs> it was a selection of characters that didn't seem to even know each other particularly. <laughs>
0: Well, that's one of the things I love about it because at the end, it turns out that John Houston character and Shelley Winter's character do know each other.
1: Oh yeah, and she wanted to bang them. Yeah, and it just
0: adds extra mystery that is not really resolved. It's like, so they're kind of in on this together. Are they? Are they like on the same side? Are they like respectful of enemies of each other or what? You I don't think. Really know I what's think they're on the same.
1: You don't. I think they're yeah. on the same side because when she came in, she started banging on about astrology, um, and it's like, okay, yes, maybe she maybe she's like. The, the earth sect of a cult that takes care of satanic wombs or something. I'm still mm. like, there is this brilliant bit at the start when Space Jesus, and he just kept saying mutant. Um, <laughs> and, and the fact that the, the baddie is called, what is it? Sa- Satan. Satan. Sat- Satan. Yeah. Satan. Yeah. Satan. It's just like, right, okay. Um,
4: I, was, um, I was unsure how the bold men on the roof helped. Like they, it was obviously um, they took a lot central of
1: central dancing um, to just, I don't
4: know how it helped him in his, in his quest just to stand his morale. at the corner of well, most rooms.
0: They just he just couldn't really, carry all that shit up to the roof himself, could he?
3: They just look really cool. We, why they did look- he need all that shit on the roof? <laughs> to get back to space, <laughs> I think. There was some sort of... Tra- wasn't it some kind of transmission going on? Isn't
0: that why they were there? In fact, it was like mission control or something, it seemed mm. to me, like all the I mean, I think th- I think the real answer is that they're ripping off Close Encounters or something. Yeah, and possibly. they just wanted to get some sci-fi um, in there. But no, there's so much unexplained.
4: I like um, the fact that like a, a, a 70-year-old babysitter turns up at your house and goes, yeah, your normal babysitter's not coming in, so I'm here. No, yeah. He's like, oh, wicked, don't molest my kids, and then go, go out anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. That's no, the and 70s then, in a nutshell. And then, she,
0: <laughs> and then she calls... Because Lance Henriksen says... That, she, <laughs> she says, I hope he's not a child molester. And she and then, says, well, you're a cripple molester. cripple
1: molester.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. you go, off. things wow. have changed. <laughs>
1: yeah. oh she's allowed to so say that
0: though, yes because she's in a wheelchair because little Katie has accidentally shot her <laughs> well there's that brilliant bit where that. she
1: just comes like steaming down the stairs on her stair lift and it's like was she always yeah. at the top of the stairs waiting for someone to come in like there's a lot of scenes <laughs> that are just done and they're, they're brilliant because it's just so ridiculous it was a ridiculous I mean, CJ film.
0: you were just sitting here like going I, you don't <sighs> like this one do you Oh, it's bollocks, isn't it? I mean...
2: No. Yes, yes, I know. He's not 100% wrong. I, I, I think it's one of those things It's it's
1: thoroughly enjoyable.
2: I think if you watch it in a group... Um, it's on the bollocks spectrum, but it's still quite
3: it's, <laughs> it really on spectrum, yeah. <laughs> it's on the bollocks spectrum, yeah. It's I definitely on the it's, spectrum.
2: It's entertaining um, under the right circumstances. Um, I think if you're just trying to sit down and watch a film... You will find by the end of two hours that you have aged two years. It's just so long and incoherent. It's it's tough. I think if I'm go- if I'm going to focus on the positive, and I'm going to say a nice thing, I really enjoyed the scene where John Houston was playing uh, video games like vintage pong. <laughs> oh, that was that was a lot oh, yeah. of fun. Uh and it's so cute when he sat there with the with the kid and he's like, Oh you're using your powers and cheating and it's like, Oh yeah. bless, he's he's adorable, isn't he, John Houston? But um yeah, on the whole, uh
0: no. It's 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 a no from me. Do you not like the toy bird that goes <sighs> no. I'm pretty bird. Oh god, oh, the, no, the, the number god oh, no,
2: the number of times I had to turn up the volume to hear what they were saying and then turn down the volume for the fucking birds. Oh <laughs> so much bird noise in this yeah. I, I, really I question
3: what the thought was behind that because clearly that's that's a toy that you cannot switch off ever. Yeah. It's mm. bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so is, is, is it really a, a toy? or <laughs> Is it a means of t- torture of torture? It was, yeah, I don't know. Creepy. I'll
0: tell you what the, the the guy who sells it to to them, right? So he's oriental of some description. Mm-hmm. There's the black butler at the the White men's board meeting thing. Yeah, he seems to Call know what's Tom. going on. Um, the one of the, the basketball players gives gives Katie a strange look in the scene at the start. There's the black guy who runs the kiosk who gets away from her trying to kill him. There's something I think going on with black people in this film and non-white people in this film. I think there's some kind of s- hidden <laughs> secret God. that See, they. I, I-
2: I knew where you were going with that because I've read that you, you've written that before <laughs> elsewhere, and the fact yeah. that it stuck with you—it wasn't just a like passing thing that you thought of once. It's actually stuck in your mind, and you're still on that track. Every it's time, you, every time I watch
0: it, I think, "What's going on here? <laughs> what, what are they trying to say? These people—is it—is it like a magical Negro kind of you know it's racist it's... stereotype of special supernatural wisdom? That, it's that just random casting. Have? Do you think so? Yeah, it yeah. I think very... you're, you're
2: you're trying to find symbols in in this film that that aren't there.
0: I think there are symbols in this film that are there. I think there um, well, may be slightly too many symbols in this film. <laughs> Never mind <laughs> the that's that's <enough> symbols. Enough
3: symbols.
0: I mean, one thing I don't understand is that at the start, Space Jesus says that the, it's a teen who has the army of birds, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Pigeons. But... It's pigeons, isn't it? But, it's, but it's, it must surely be the, the Jesus side's birds that <sighs> attack at the end. Everybody's yeah. got birds. Because the dove it's, saves but, saves Barbara by but like in her oh, man. loose
3: <laughs> Satine's got it got birds we've got a bird army as well so yeah, yeah it yeah. probably is probably. I guess that's
4: what that's what happens isn't it it's an arms race if, if someone's got a bird army you've got to have a yeah. bird course, army
3: yeah <laughs> exactly my bird army's bigger than your bird army
2: yeah yeah. yeah. I, I think it's <laughs> such a shame that for a film that's got satanic overtones there's there's no real satan stuff in it because they get away with this whole team, and all the satanism mm. is rubbish like i want pentagrams i want hooded robes i want <laughs> that sort of thing and none of that's in the distance, so bollocks
0: i think that's one of the make one of the things that makes it so sort of special is that it's it, it hints at all those kind of themes and doesn't do the obvious thing. It certainly doesn't ever do the obvious thing. No, I agree. I will give it that. It's completely unpredictable. Um, Sam Peckinpah, of course, plays um, Katie's dad, who is an abortion doctor, and Sam Peckinpah is so drunk in it that all his lines have to be dubbed. And if you watch watch it without the sound, you can see just how drunk he is, because he's he's doing weird (laughs) things with his hands. He's staring at his fingers. He's you would not, if you were going to get an abortion, you would not go to get an abortion <laughs> for <a> drunk visitor <laughs> like that, would
2: you? Am I right in thinking that the stories about Shelley Winters being really drunk on this set as well?
0: Um, I know she slapped Paige Connor for real because yeah. she didn't like her. Because
2: I think, I think it's really sad that you've got all these ageing Hollywood legends who are forced to make this Oh, and they hate it so much that they're all blind drunk. I mean, that's just a tragedy, really.
0: Oh, Glenn Ford's got that awful makeup over what is obviously a massive cold sore on his lip. <laughs> oh, um,
3: I'm just wondering if Peck and Parr actually said any of the dialogue and they had to dub the whole thing. In fact, what he actually said was, Where the hell am I? Who are you? For?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm bored now. Can we get some chips? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the, the, oh, come on, you must, you must love uh, the scene that everyone loves, even if they don't like the film, is where Glenn Ford's detective character has a little word with um, Katie as she gets off the school bus. And, oh yeah, up, quality. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. Quality yeah. child
2: swearing. Does, I, will, I will give doesn't yeah. you. Yeah. Doesn't she bring back the She's... child molester thing at that point as well? Or? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a child yeah, molester.
0: You probably touched children. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> I like it when he goes, um, what have you done with the gun? And mm. she goes, oh, come here, come here, I'll tell you, I'll put it up your bum.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shut it up your ass. <laughs> it's
0: like, oh, I'll have you? He's put it up my bum. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, God.
1: <laughs> it's got
0: everything. It's got comedy. It's got thrills. It's got weird horrors. Oh, I love it. I think that little girl is probably my, my
1: favourite of all the kid actors. I mean, like, yes i really liked the kids and children in the corn because they could act but i really liked her because she just sold it and like the bit where she just shrugs after her mum's been shot
0: yeah She's just like,
1: Meh, and and she she really that is, that is great that's
0: this. the greatest shrug greatest on-screen shrug and um i i was actually looking to see what uh what she did after this not a lot sadly and her last mm-hmm. film was a film a comedy called uh, fast food i think um, which was weirdly directed and shares a lot of the cast members with Sleepaway Camp Three, plus Tracy oh, Lords really? plus Kevin McCarthy. I remember so that. That Ooh. might be worth checking out. I think. Anyway, I think we're done there. So from scary girls and boyses to a round of scary noises. <laughs> this month you are playing for the right to choose one of next month's features so it is cj and Bryony versus emily and phil here's your first pair of scary noises
2: i have already lived through this day twice no 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 believe me i know it sounds totally crazy but yes
0: phil it's the dialogue triangle it is not from triangle oh
2: that's not a good do you
0: want to have a guess on the music no sorry
2: Mm-mm.
0: Okay, so uh, CJ and Bryony.
2: I have already lived through this day twice, three. No, no, no! Believe me, I know it sounds totally crazy, but this is happening to me. I swear to God. Tree i I'm sure. It like a oh, okay, okay,
4: you made me a cupcake for my birthday, right? You're about oh. to give it to me, and then later on it's... tonight there's a surprise party.
2: I got the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's Happy Death Day. It is. And the music? Bryony?
1: Uh, Spooky piano, children dying. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, is it
0: is it uh, The Children? No. That was from Bloody Birthday.
2: <laughs> oh, I nearly
0: said Bloody Birthday! <laughs> 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 I I'm, All right. was literally
2: going to say that, and then I went with the children.
0: Okay. It's it's, oh, that's annoying. Okay, here's the second one. Who's
2: in the house all the time? We searched the place, but we weren't looking for anything that small.
3: And we missed it. we are spending our Yes, Emily. An- uh, is it The Brood, the dialogue?
0: Yes, it is. Did you get the music? No. Okay, so uh the music for CJ and Bryony.
2: Who's in the house all the time? We searched the place, but we weren't looking for anything that small. And we missed it. We're spending our time checking out an Estonian musician.
3: Have you found out who it belongs to? The kid? No. My guess is some crazy woman didn't want anyone to know she had a deformed child. She's had this kid locked up in an attic for years and never told anybody.
2: Wouldn't be the first time. No? Nah, it was just noise. Is it like insidious or something?
0: No, I can see why you say that. Uh, It's the strangers. Yeah, it's a yeah. bit where a record gets stuck and skips uh, right number three the short film sequence projected during the trial showing the bodies of the De Vega couple was obtained from the police archives of Ciudad Rodas and what you're seeing yes now Emily
3: the music um, the kids singing is from the children
0: it is the children on the bus and did you get the yeah. dialogue
3: no I get really excited that I can get one I can't yeah. pay attention to the other <laughs> Um,
0: I mean there, if you listen closely and it's quite a difficult one because the kids are singing words but if you listen closely there is a clue in the dialogue so here you go CJ and Bryony the short film sequence projected during the trial showing the bodies of the de Vega couple was obtained from the police
2: archives of Ciudad Rodas and what you're seeing now is the only document of
1: the real Catherine Miles taken during her internment in the Hospital for the Criminally Insane,
2: oh, where oh, she was confined for eight years. Yes, it's Amazonia.
0: Yes, it is. White slave, Amazonia, the Catherine Miles story. Um, so at halfway there it is to... Oh, woo. Uh, number four.
4: What we want to know is, are you a relative? <clears throat> Look,
0: what your brother is so
4: delicately attempting to inquire and let me have my own personal curiosity
3: is the degree to which you may have or have not at some point in time
0: been dorked.
1: You guys are sick!
0: No? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Th- Nothing, okay.
1: I don't know, it feels like Eva could be from a Stephen King film, to be honest. Um,
0: I know what you mean.
1: I don't know, though
0: the music feels a bit sort of cannibally something. I know what you mean. <laughs> Brian he was closer. no, the music was from the Good Sun and the I... dialogue the dialogue was from the monster squad. Mm. Oh God Here's the fifth one Keep that animal back Where's my fucking car?
3: I've got no idea man Watch the fucking dog Emily uh, It's Eden Lake, the dialogue.
0: Yep. Any guess on the music?
3: No. um, Is it Phenomena or something like
1: that?
0: No, it's not. It's very difficult. Mm. Keep that animal back.
3: (coughs) Where's my fucking car? I've got no idea, man. (coughs) Watch that fucking dog. You watch yours. What'd you say? (coughs) (coughs) It's my phone. Same
2: ringtone as me. Yeah. Is it one of those like hipstery ones, like it follows or something like that?
0: Yeah. uh, No. It's. I mean. Yeah. Sort of. I know what you mean. It is kind of. It's the French film Raw. Grav. It is one of those hipstery ones. Emily and Fuller on three, CJ and Brian are on two, and here's the last pair. Come, devil, come! come.
2: Ah, 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 yeah, ah, um, ah, yeah, that's
1: the
0: come! I think that was Brian first.
1: It's uh, yeah. Suffer Little Children. Yeah
0: yes. <laughs> Did you get the music?
1: Yeah, no. I was too busy screaming. <laughs> I was too busy screaming because I got one. Um, no idea. It was like dramatic.
3: Horror, yeah, okay. Music. So,
0: um, well, it's 3 3 now, so you just need this to oh. win, then, oh, and okay. then fell.
3: That sounds really familiar
4: but i don't know any idea i don't know what that is
0: no idea no it's from the psychic aka murder to the tune of seven ah. notes in black the licho fortune of course it is. right well that means uh the scores are three all at the end of that I just want to say a quick hi to Nat from at Brit Nightmares, who asked me at Frightfest what the lyrics to the scary noises theme are. The answer is scary noises. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise it was so unclear. Uh, anyway,
2: I, I didn't even know that there were words in it. That is the first time I've realised this lyrics. <laughs> are you serious? Are you fucking serious?
4: I didn't know that either.
2: Can oh, you quickly yeah. play it again yeah, so I can play it hear again. the again? Yeah, play it again. <coughs> Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh okay, yeah. Is that is that just you shouting scaron
0: Yeah. Used to be a vocalist oh, in a band. I really you know. had no idea. <laughs> you know you know the title theme goes devil times five halfway through as yeah, well. Yeah 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 yeah. No, yeah. I that. yeah. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> you know you know I sing post porn fact on that other one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's another one that I've had for months and haven't got around to playing yet. So oh. the oh. hasn't What's this anyway? Go follow Nat on Twitter at Brit Nightmares and support his documentary. Uh, next month we turn our attention to HP Lovecraft. So, one of our features will be Reanimator, and the other will be because uh, uh-huh, scary noises with was, was a tie 3 3. So, I get to choose the other feature and it's I'm going to go for a film I've never seen before Cthulhu Mansion it's by JPC Simon, who did pieces and um, slugs so, oh. it wow. might be good Great. might be shit <laughs> so that's all for this month if you like the show please spread the word tell your friends and thanks for listening